0: come to you again this uh, morning, and we do thank you for, um, yeah, for for the beautiful music, for violin, and for singers, and uh, percussion, and piano, and uh, Lord, for voices, and for children, and for mothers and we are so very very grateful for these all these gifts and help us now to uh, understand what it means that w- who, it, who that we are citizens of heaven and that we are willing to uh, yeah to to stand apart and that we are willing to be identified as your people and so lord we ask a blessing on the reading from your word and our reflection on it in Jesus name amen
1: Philippians 3 verses 15 through to 21. All of us who are mature should take such a view of things. And if on some point you think differently, that too God will make clear to you. Only let us live up to what we have already attained. Join with others in following my example, brothers. And take note of those who live according to the pattern we gave you. For, as I have often told you before and now say again, even with tears, many live as enemies of the cross of Christ. Their destiny is destruction. Their God is their stomach. And their glory is in their shame. Their mind is on earthly things. But our citizenship is in heaven. And we eagerly await a savior from there, the Lord Jesus Christ, who, by the power that enables him to bring everything under his control, will transform our lowly bodies so that they will be like his glorious body.
0: Brothers and sisters in the Lord Jesus Christ, you can probably spot a Hutterite person a mile away. They have a very distinctive uh, dress. You can even tell if he's married or not. If he has a beard, he is married. If he's not, then he is still uh, single. And so they they don't drive cars. They only drive pickup trucks or trucks. And, And so you can spot a Hutterite person a mile away. When we lived in Ontario, we lived in an area where there were a lot of Old Order Mennonites, and so we would often see the, the black buggies going down the road. You could tell a, um, an Old Order Mennonite farm, because you would look down the laneway and there were no telephone poles, there was no electricity coming down, so they, they remained distinct. In their worship, they still used the old language. And so... Um, there 's a, the, a group of people, and you you see that also with some of the the Muslims um, they wear they wear the the burqas they wear the hijab and um, even though uh, and, and Sikhs they wear the turban, even though I may disagree with that, look if you 're in Canada, you should become a Canadian yet deep down, I do have a respect for the fact that they are willing to stand up. and and indicate that they belong to another community and that belonging to that community is important to them whether I agree or disagree with them. Many years ago, I was um, just five years old, my parents decided that they were going to immigrate from the Netherlands into into, um, Canada. And so I remember that I stood out in in Canadian society I still wore wooden shoes I uh, I had uh, woolen woolen uh, shorts, uh, uh, woolen uh, undershirts. Um, when we ate uh, supper, we would take our potatoes and in our and whatever vegetable and, and mash them all up, and that would be our supper. We'd have a small little t- piece of meat. There were so there was part of the culture. It, I, I I identified as as a person that was not Canadian. I didn't know the language and. And, and so we were distinct. But my particular ethnic background, we assimilated very, very quickly. Within a few years, you could not, maybe my mother still spoke with, a, with, a, with an accent, but you could not really distinguish the fact that a few years earlier, I was from another culture, I was a citizen of another group, so to speak. Now I had fully, fully integrated and you couldn't really tell the difference. Now think about that. Think about those who want to remain distinct in some way, shape, or form and those who assimilate. What about now as Christians? The sacrament of baptism we are told that we are to be set apart by baptism as God's children but there is <clears throat> and i think in many ways we are more like my ethnic background that there is this that there is this force within us if you will that we want to be distinct. We do not want to be distinct. We do not want to stand out. <clears throat> we want to identify with the culture of which we are a part. And so Paul says here in this chapter, and he says, with tears in his eyes, he says, you know, some of you are not living distinct distinctly. You're not living as citizens of heaven. You are... <clears throat> You are enemies of the cross. How about you and I? Do we feel that pressure? Are we willing to stand up and say, we are citizens of heaven. We belong to Jesus. This day is, of course, Mother's Day. But a couple of days ago, we celebrated or should have commemorated Ascension Day. And what does Ascension Day mean? Well, in, in answer, question answer 49 of the Heidelberg Catechism, this is what we... First, how does Christ's ascension to heaven benefit us? First, he is our advocate in heaven in the presence of the Father. Second, we have our own flesh in heaven. Notice our, our flesh. A moment ago, we ate from the body and blood of Jesus Christ. Our flesh is, and it's not just simply Jesus out there. No, in some ways, we have ascended with Jesus. We identify with Jesus. Romans 6 talks about the fact that in baptism, we were buried with Christ. In baptism, we are raised with Christ. And now, as Jesus is ascended, we are, our flesh is in heaven. It's a sure pledge that Christ, our head, will take us, his members, up to be him, to himself. And then third, he sends his spirit to us on earth as a corresponding pledge. And by the Spirit's power, we seek not earthly things, but the things above, where Christ is, sitting at god 's right hand is this what we're doing, seeking the things above? How are we distinct? How are we living as citizens of heaven? Should we introduce a kind of a particular hairstyle? Should we introduce a particular style of clothing or what should we do in terms of indicating that we belong to heaven. We identify with heaven. Well, let's take a little deeper look at this particular passage. When Paul was writing to the Philippians, they really understood what he was talking about. You see, Philippi was a colony of Rome. Even though it was in Macedonia, if you would hop in the car in Rome, it would take you about 20 hours to get to Philippi. It was quite a ways away. But yet, Philippi was very proud that it was a Roman colony. And so, even though in, in Macedonia there was a certain culture, let's say, and, and, and you, you rooted for certain teams, uh, but the Philippians, they would root for the Romans because we are Romans. And nobody 's going to tell us any different, and so here Paul is writing to the the the, the church at Philippi. Paul at this time was um, in prison we don 't know i don 't think he was in a cell. But he was um, he was restricted, and of course, in those days, you weren't um, they, you, you weren't fed three square meals a day, and so the Philippian church they they sent Epaphroditus to um, to give him uh, yeah a care package. They sent him with a care package. They 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 loved Paul. They were caring for Paul, and so this letter that Paul wrote here was really a kind of a thank you note. And so it's, um, it, it's, it's a very warm letter. But there were elements here that, that, that concerned him. And as we mentioned already, that brought tears to his eyes. And so he says in verse 2, we didn't, uh, we didn't read that there, but you know it begins in chapter 3. Fur, uh, further, my brothers and sisters, rejoice in the Lord. It's no trouble for me to write the same thing to you again and again. It is a safeguard for you. And then he, but then he says, watch out for those dogs those evildoers, those mutilators of the flesh. And so, who, who are these people? He is concerned that, they, that these people have, have too much of an influence. Well, there's two possibilities of who he is referring to. Because in, then in verse 18, he, he talks about, um, told you and I'll tell you again, even with tears, many live as enemies of the cross of Christ. So who are these people? Well, there's two possibilities. One could be the Judaizers. That is, people who... who, who they may even believe in Jesus... But they would say that if you believe in Jesus, then you have to do certain things. You have to, you have to be circumcised. You have to bring your children for circumcision. And you have to follow the certain, certain the Sabbaths and certain festivals. And you have to do all of these things. Then the Lord is going to look at you and say, Ah, okay, you've lived a pretty good life. And so therefore you can be saved. And you see, Paul is, is, is vehemently opposed to, to that way of thinking. Because then, in effect, you are an enemy of the cross. How are you an enemy of, of the cross? Because you really do not need the cross. All you have to do is, is do your best. All you have to do is, is follow the prescribed order. You know, if I look at my life, there was probably a time if you asked me why I was a Christian or how do I show that I am a Christian well I don't do certain things on Sunday I, 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 I don't swear I, you know I live I live a pretty decent life but really I'm missing out Am I was I looking at the cross? Was was the cross of Christ his sacrifice, his love, his compassion? Was that shaping my life? That that did that define who I was? You see, and so therefore, Paul says, watch out. Watch out for those dogs. Watch out for those, those those teachers who are who are teaching these things that as that as long as you do good things and then in the end God's going to come and say oh, okay you're now now you're saved. No, we are to be living out of Jesus. But now, who else could these be? These these people that whose God was the stomach and 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 well, it could also be in in the sense the. Opposite of the Judaizers, we call them the libertines. These are these are, are people um, who, yeah. The the, the body was going to be destroyed anyway. So whatever you did in your body, whatever sexual immorality, whatever, it, really, that didn't matter as long as as long as you believed. And so Paul is saying, look, there are those who say any, that their glory is in their shame. I'm not going to, I think all you have to do is, is look on Facebook or yeah, just look on, read the news or, or I remember, I remember um, going on a trip once and, and we were on a bus and, and, and there was this guy, so what are you going to do for this week of vacation? I'm just going to drink myself silly and I'm just going to get bombed and I'm going to, any relationship, that, they glory in their shame. This is is the way that that, that many people live. And and Paul says, you know, I say this with tears in my eyes. And so I hope and pray that that you know some of those tears, that I know some of these. We we, we sometimes kind of live, well, live and let let live. That's That's just the way things are. You know, enemies of the cross. We are, says Paul, not to be focusing on earthly things, but the fact is that we are citizens of heaven. Because of what Jesus Christ has done, because he has embraced us, because we identify with him, we are in Jesus Christ. So what does it mean then that we, that we are to be citizens of heaven? Well, first of all, of course, it is that we embrace the cross. What is the cross of Jesus? Well, of course, that's the place where he died, where he sacrificed. That's where we see the, the, the ultimate love of God the Father as, as for our salvation. Romans talks about the fact that we are to to offer ourselves as living sacrifices. We embrace the cross. You know, that can be shown in in many, many different ways. I remember uh, a man whose wife had, had Alzheimer's. And he would visit her and stay with her um, for hours every day and somebody somebody said to him why she doesn't even recognize you anymore why do you why do you even even bother?" and he says, "She may not know me, but I know her and so that's just an exam a small example of someone who embraces the cross way of life so to speak i think of families who who have children with with certain handicaps and with their patience and with their love and again they and they're able to talk about the fact that they they learn so much and and so you embrace <coughs> you embrace the cross is it evident that you are willing to, we talk about mothers and mothers who, who almost seem to do it um, by second nature in terms of sacrificing for their, for their children, for their loved ones. But is that, is that the second nature for all of us or are we sometimes self-absorbed? Are we, are we living for the next thing? Are the, 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 the belly is, is our God, it, it, it says here. That we live to satisfy our appetites. We see something, we want it, and we have to have it. But what does Paul say? All of that is for destruction. Why? Of course, to have things, homes and, and, and all. Those are all important. But if that's what we live for, if that's what's going to really satisfy me, then Paul says, look, what have you gained? It's, it's all going to be destroyed anyway. And so we learn. We learn the language, the language of Jesus. You know, you can you can identify somebody from another culture often by maybe the accent or maybe the language that that they they speak. What is the language? And I'm not only saying that that we should not we should not swear and we shouldn't do that. But but do we have the, the the language of compassion, of kindness, of love? This is the language of Jesus. This is the language that that people are going to hopefully see and say, you know, there's something unique. There's something different. Because these are people of, of, these are citizens of heaven. And note too that, that, that Paul is not afraid to say, and you are to emulate me. You are yeah, the word here is, is to make yourself a copy of those who, 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 live, who live this way of life. Earlier, Paul says, you know, not that I have obtained everything, not that he's perfect. That Paul, that's the last thing that he's saying. But you can see in his life that desire to live out those Christian ideals. Who are the heroes in your life? Who do you want to copy? How many of you are planning of getting up at 2 o'clock, when is it, the 20th, thought, what day is that, to watch the wedding of uh, Prince Harry and Meghan? Um, 2 o'clock is a bit early for me. So, uh, But if you do that, that, that's fine. But I heard an interesting comment that stores, fashion that sell fashion and stuff, They're watching what Megan wears because as soon as Megan wears a particular outfit, that outfit is going to sell out in no time. People want to model themselves after their heroes. Who are our heroes? Who do we want to emulate? And Paul says here, look. Find those Find whether it 's grandparents, whether it 's parents, whether it 's friends, or find those who not perfectly but who want to live out their faith every day again, and seek to emulate those and we and as citizens of heaven we, we read that too in terms of the catechism that that we await the glorious day that our bodies will be transformed like unto his heavenly body. Wow. What are you waiting for? I hope it's not just simply, well, I, I hope that I get to heaven someday. No. It goes deeper than that. That I may be transformed to be like Jesus. Jesus what 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 exactly that means we don't know, but in terms of the the resurrection body, you know, all of a sudden Jesus was there, he came through closed doors on ascension, we see him, we see him uh, rising into heaven transformed where we're 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 no longer encumbered by sin, we're no longer encumbered by by evil, we're no longer encumbered by cancer, any of these things isn't that isn't that an expectation isn't that much better than the destruction that awaits those who are enemies of the cross no we desire through the grace and through the work of the spirit we desire to live as friends of the cross we desire to live as citizens of heaven we need to be encouraged because as I said earlier, there is that, yeah, there is that force within us. Whether it be, you know, your kids at school or in high school in college, whether it be on the job, whether, you know, whether it be on the golf course or, or, or wherever it might be, there, there is this desire to kind of blend in, not be distinct, we need to be encouraged that we live as citizens of heaven. Yesterday morning we met the Renewal Lab team and we talked a lot about something that I think Bethel Church is going to hear much more about um, house churches or small groups or, or cell groups or whatever, whatever name you want to you, uh, put to that. But, but just that we gather together. We need each other. We need to encourage one another. We need to pray for one another that we may live as citizens of of heaven. And then, by the grace of God, that others may see the emptiness of this way of life that, 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 that's defined as the enemy of the cross. That it may see that emptiness and may see the fullness and may see the glorious expectation awaiting us as our bodies will be transformed into the likeness of Jesus. And I pray that that may be something that we, that we want to embrace because We live in a society that is, if I may put it that way, less and less Christian. It is more and more not wanting anything to do with the cross. And we as a minority, we do have an opportunity to let our lights shine, to show that we are resident aliens. We do reside here in this country. And we do, and we are... We can be very thankful for the freedoms and and for, for the fact that we live in Canada, but we are still resident aliens. We still don't really belong because our flesh is in heaven. We belong to the family of God. So may it be evident that each day we live as citizens of heaven. Amen.